You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Now batting for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball, the host, Al Melchior. Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball. Welcome, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and happy Thursday to you all. We are turning the corner in week eight, before you know it be week nine. And with me for the show today, for the whole show, uh, assuming he doesn't want to you know, back out at some point, that'd be Nando DeFino from Fantasy Sports Network and Fantasy Sports Radio. Nando, welcome back. It's great to be back, Al. Thank you. I even took notes today. So, I'm ready to go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, for you, I had to get up early uh, to to vote in Montana today, so I'm a little tired. I think I'm just going to let you take over then, <laughs> since you got the notes. All right. This show, this is going to be oh, yeah. um, one hour of half of it's going to be Brad Hand, and the other half is going to be what's wrong with Lucas Giolito. So nothing else. Uh, okay. Okay. I think we can we can live with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we will get to Brad. We'll get to both of them. We'll or, get to yeah. Brad or Hand we can do your three pages of notes. Giolito. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll meet somewhere in the middle. All right. Uh, here's something that was not in the notes, Nando, because it happened within the last hour. And yeah, I, so you know, full disclosure to the audience out there, I get you the notes more than an hour in advance, so that you can you know pick out your favorites. Well, I just do them but all. This is not in the notes. Fire away. Okay. All right. Well, Amir Garrett is back. Well, not back on the DL. He's on the DL. Was in the minors not long ago. Came back up. And he is now on the 10-day DL with a hip injury. So uh, there's no timetable for the return. It is hip inflammation. So doesn't sound terribly serious. But uh, if you are an Amir Garrett owner, that is a bummer. Uh, and much, well, actually, much better news. Al, it, it's not yeah. such a, I mean, it's, yeah, it's bad. But, it, you know, I'm, I'm a co-owner with a, on a team with Sussman here. And we got Amir Garrett on our team. Uh, I, I don't think we've released him yet. But uh, having him on the DL and having a reason for why he's been so bad is actually kind of comforting. Like, I'd rather have him be out for three or four weeks and have to suffer through a bunch of five-plus, six-plus ERA performances. So I'm looking at the wow. optimistic I, I, way, I Al. I didn't think about it that way. So, well, good news, everybody. Amir Garrett <laughs> is on the DL. The crushing news is Peter <laughs> O'Brien got released again. Again, I know. Well, I mean, at this point, I think he, you, you know, you you can't be too crushed because it's it, it happens over and over. I you know, but I, I really at the start of the season I liked Desmond Jennings. Um, you know, obviously before he was let go uh, right at the end of spring training because I thought there was a way for you know Cincinnati's probably going to make some trades. There's going to be some opening in the outfield, whatever, whatever. Desmond Jennings, seasoned veteran, will play his way into the to the Reds lineup at some point. And I kind of felt like the same ish kind of way about uh about Peter O'Brien maybe somewhere down the road, but nope. Yeah, well, maybe you know, maybe the I don't know, fourth uh, organization. I'm not sure how many he's going to be on with the this next is, one. This is very sad, right? Be the charm. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Oh, oh my! You know where he's going to wow. end up, Al? Laying it on. Laying I know. It on thick. I know. He's going to end up in Houston, where so you think so? Everyone is blocked. Like anyone you kind of like in the Houston minor league system is totally blocked. All right. Well, I think we're uh, being cute here to go to break, Nando. I think you're right. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, your host. That's Dido. And uh, also with us today is Nando DeFino. Nando, you uh, you helped out there with the musical selection? I messed up. Well, I can't tell you why they do this. Yes, I can. So the guys downstairs, they love you. (laughs) They really, they love and respect Al Melchior. And like, what do we have to play? Because like every week they try and find something random to play to elicit some kind of response out of you. And last week they uh-huh. did they did Enya and they finally oh Al said something about Enya finally, so <laughs> I get comments on Twitter about the uh, you know the various music uh, selections we come into. Oh, you should let them know so, they, they uh, take people pride. People seem to like the yeah, well as, as well as well they should. Uh, in, in provoking well, Al, let's, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to stay stay on message here, Nando, because <laughs> uh, we got some interesting games going on right now. We've got the Rockies and the Phillies in a pitcher's duel. Tyler Anderson, I've already made like five trade proposals to Scott Swainé uh, for Tyler Anderson, and, and he's not helping me out because he's shutting out the Phillies right now. And uh, Vince Velasquez with a nice start. This is a, That's a good one for me. With that. I, uh, I've dropped him Velasquez. to my bench. Yeah, I love Velasquez. I don't know if he's hurt or what's going on, but this is, this is buoying for me to have him have a good game finally. All right. Well, that's something for everybody. And Matt Andrees. <laughs> Al, you can say you don't like him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my feelings won't be hurt. Yeah, you're too, you're too polite. <laughs> something for everybody. I, I, I've... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of used up my quota of, of Vince Velasquez uh, shade. You know, and, <laughs> uh, I've had uh, Liz Rocher on a couple of times talking about the Phillies. And, and you know, we, we vent about uh, uh, Double V on, on, on those shows. So, I'm, I'm, I'm you know. Could be a nice guy. Today. I, I understand. Sorry, continue. All right. Uh, all right, I shall. Because we promised to talk about closers. We've got some closer news. Coda Glover, uh, put on your shocked face. He has been named the closer for the Nationals after Dusty Baker all but basically said he was on Monday, but he made it official on Wednesday. Uh, Andy Green has not named Brad Hand as the Padres closer, but he went ahead and used him as the closer on Wednesday, bringing in. Brandon Maurer in the eighth inning. And since you said you wanted to spend roughly 30 minutes talking about Brad Hand, go. You know, here's, here's the thing, Al. <laughs> Brad Hand is, has, has made way more relief appearances than I thought he did. I'd always thought of Brad Hand as a starter and kind of like a mediocre 4.80 starter. Uh, and I went through, you know, when you sent me the notes, went through the baseball reference pages. But he, I mean, he's made way more appearances. 182 innings pitch as a reliever. Numbers are way better. Strikeout rates almost doubled. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you saw his velocity. Couple first couple of years in the majors, his velocity was low, but after that, it spiked up to ninety five. Um, so I was trying to re- like, you know, he, he had enough starts there where I don't think you can just say as a reliever his velocity spiked in that Tommy Hunter kind of way. But um, I don't know, you know, Kevin Quackenbush still lurks in that bullpen. Ryan Buckter still there. Moore's hanging around. I don't know if you just name Brad Hand the closer if you kind of test out his metal. So if he messes up and he's the closer and he can't handle the guile part of it. Then uh, you can just go to like Quackenbush. Yeah, uh, Carter Caps is out there. Although he's working on his mechanics, he's he's reportedly healthy now. So right, that's another name to toss in that mix. Uh, there was an interesting piece uh, post game from Dennis Lynn of the San Diego Union Tribune, and and just he very slyly kind of put in the game recap that 
uh, Brad Hand, who has been targeted in trade rumors. <laughs> so, you know, sort of saying without saying it that maybe uh, Hand is going to get some save chances now so they can build up the trade value. No, well, then they should definitely name him. They should be like, he is our closer and he's the greatest closer in the world and no one's threatening his <laughs> That's job. Right. Yeah. They got to be smarter about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. I, I thought that was interesting, but, uh, you know, Bowers really struggled lately. So I, I, I think it's pretty safe to go pick up Brad Hand. Um, and, and, uh, actually between the two, uh, hand to Glover, I'd rather have, and that that's, isn't that a cute combo hand to Glover? I do. I like that. It takes, um, it takes me a second to get back up yeah. on the Al Slinus, but yeah, I'm in. All right. All right. You're, you're in mid season form. Uh, <laughs> two in the hand, but, uh, one in the crack like bush. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's a team name right there. There you go. The pod. Padres could call their own fantasy team composed of their own players. Yeah. <laughs> One of the hand, uh, two in the blash. Or, or, or block, if you have tie block. That's true. All right, sorry, we'll all, stop. I'm, all I'm trying to say, Nando, is, yeah. All I'm, all I'm just trying to say here is, I actually, if, if I... If I was looking for a closer, had room for one, I'd go pick up Brad Hand over Coda Glover because I know Glover's got nasty stuff, but doesn't really show up in terms of strikeouts. So, I you know, I, I think I, it's a bold. Plus, who knows? Al, when you tweet this, when you tweet this, when you tweet this episode out, I think that's the quote: "Is I would rather have Hand than Glover." That's a bold statement okay. that no one else is sharing. I mean, all jokes aside with the names, that's a bold statement that no one else I think is making right now. I think everyone's high on Glover. Uh, and actually, and actually put that in writing in the uh, Fangraphs um, bullpen report last night too. So I, I can you know, double tweet that out. There you go. But I, I think it's true because you know there's still all these rumors about who the Nationals might bring in as their closer later in the season. So I don't know that either one's got a whole lot of staying power. And given that you know, unless you've got one of the you know big like you know six or seven top guys. You're kind of cycling through save sources, and I just think Hand is going to be better. I think he's going to get you a lot more strikeouts and and help you more in ratios too. It's kind of strange when you think that it's the kind of if Nate Jones were healthy, would David Robertson already be the Nationals' closer, and Coda Glover would be almost irrelevant uh, for fantasy players? I I don't know. I mean, the, when I bring that up, the reply everybody gives me, which I have no answer to, really is, well, then why wasn't that trade made during the off season? When, you gotta, I mean, when those two teams were dealing. Washington has no one to give and up. They, Who's Washington going to trade at this point? They, they've gutted their farm yeah, system. Not, uh, Eric Fetty, maybe? I, I don't uh, know. Michael Taylor? <laughs> yeah, I don't... I think it would take more than that. Right. But Yeah, and, you know, and the White Sox have some viable alternatives now, the way that, that Swarzak and um, Canely, rather, uh, have have emerged, so yeah. yeah, that's that's a weird one. But I just don't trust Cody Glover to not not through any fault of his own. I just don't trust him to stay in that role, you know, forever and ever. I uh, so let's get to other all right quick items. I'm sorry. No, go uh, ahead. Yeah, we'll we'll all right. Gregory I was being wishy washy. Activated. Okay. Well, if if you pick a side, then <laughs> I'll you know, let you get know. back to that. I'll let you know later. Yeah, please do. Please do. Uh, so Gregory Polanco has been activated, uh, but was not in the starting lineup for the Braves. And that's another one we can check on. Uh, no, I take that back. Uh, anyhow, that's right. So Gregory Polanco <laughs> uh, has been activated. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury's gone on the concussion DL. 
Adrian Beltre has been sent to Arizona for extended spring training. Travis Darno off the DL, and he pinched hit last night against the Padres. Charge! Uh, and Yasmani Tomas was scratched last night against the White Sox. He's got a tight left hip flexor. And Manuel Margot also exited early. He's got a tight right lower leg. Uh, so those are your injury updates. Want to talk about some weather now, Nando? Sure, that'd be great. Okay. That, that was an awkward you know position to put you in there. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, you didn't write that in the notes, Al, so I don't oops. know what you're talking about. <laughs> There is no weather. Uh, there's some rain in the uh, New York area, which I guess you, you know about. It's true, uh, true. The Yankees game already canceled. So you can verify that, not fake news. Uh, the Mets, though, looking a little iffy with a 49% chance of precipitation at game time. That increases later on in the evening. And going west a little bit on uh, Interstate 80, to be exact. The Indians does not look good there. 83% chance of precipitation uh, at game time uh, against the Reds in that one. Fun fact, Al. So that's your weather. Yes. If, if you take 80 from New York to Cleveland, you can take a slight detour and go to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I've never, and I've been that route literally dozens of times and have never done that. I've done it. It's awesome. In like July. <laughs> <laughs> much going on there well it's like a park you can walk right up to where they keep the groundhog and just like take pictures like touch it and take pictures next to it it's just like on a stage just hanging out there i was the only person in the park it was creepy it was definitely creepy for me but uh you can do it sorry you made me think of that continue that's well, that's all right i'm, I'm the one who brought up interstate brought, 80. it's yeah. totally on me you brought up the weather you could have just <laughs> gone to gray leak and other sp standouts <laughs> Well, you know what? I think we'll do that after the break because the break <laughs> is coming up uh, pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, we are going to talk about Sonny Gray and Mike Leake. I want to talk a, a bit about Mike Leake and also take the opportunity to, to plug tomorrow's show because we're going to have uh, Alan Jager on. And I will explain why after the break, why there's a connection there. But, you know, I'll talk about Mike Leake with you as well, Nando. So thanks. So. All right. Stick around. Listen to Nando's analysis. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball, where we play all the hits. And with me for the whole show today, it's Nando Thursday, uh, Nando DeFino. So, uh, Al, that was it's got me nice, nice and relaxed. You went uh, about twenty-four minutes ago. It was an excitement. Nando's here for the whole show. This one sounded a little more disdain. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not disdain. It's <laughs> shift in it's tone. Sleepiness. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> not because of you. Because I know. <laughs> of the uh, the lead-in music. You don't say that to uh, Jessica Kleinschmidt. Am... Treat her with respect. Well, now I feel bad. No, I'm just kidding. I'll 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 be sure to be meaner to, uh, <laughs> to Jessica <laughs> for next her next appearance. <laughs> 
I, I got to get in an up mood again, though, Nando, and you know why? Why? It's like I talk about the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Now you just mentioned it. That's you, good Nando. enough. That's good enough, Al. Go download no, no, no. it. You got to know, Nando, you, you can take the world's premier 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio, ne- Radio Network. I can't even say this now. <laughs> with you wherever you go. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio app now in the iTunes Store or on Google Play and listen for free anytime, anywhere. You can hear Tony Sincata on the treadmill, Benny Riccardi in your car, Greg Sussman on the subway, or in your case, Nando, maybe the path or the uh, or the ferry. The ferry. Uh, just relax with the king on the couch or with Jake Seeley when you're jogging. Uh, we will keep you updated and informed wherever you go. So get the Fancy Sports Radio app for free right now in the iTunes Store or on Google Play and take the experts with you on the ferry. So I feel like that Reed has, a, has an East Coast bias, Al. Like you should, you could be able to listen to Greg Sussman on your horse. For those of you in Montana, that's right. Yeah, for those of us who might be in Montana, that would that would work. Yeah. Well, you know, this is it's a very alliterative read, so I'm trying to think who, uh, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I know. Tony yeah. Treadmill, Richardi Carr. I gotcha. Sorry, anyway, Sunny Gray. People are dying I'll work here. on that. I'll, <laughs> I'll work on the, the, the more inclusive version of the read, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Florio we'll, we'll, and your we'll, Fiat. We'll give, there, there you go. That's uh, we're, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, we'll give some West Coast love here. Talk about Sonny Gray, who had an amazing start against the Marlins. Seven innings, three hits, one run, just one walk, and 11 big Ks for Sonny Gray. Uh, not known for uh, the big strikeout totals, but they're – uh, I mean, look, I probably would have eventually come across this looking across the stats, but um, Alex Chamberlain from Fangraphs sent out a, uh, a tweet, I think it was shortly after the start, where he, he noted there was a trend where in each successive start, Gray has thrown more sliders and gotten more whiffs and more strikeouts. So over the last two starts, Sonny Gray has thrown 43 sliders. 15 of those have been swings and misses. Uh, so is this a, a new improved Sonny Gray that you think, or or much like the A's, uh, time to to trade him away in fantasy. I think they're going to. Well, I think the A's will trade him away regardless. But uh, in fantasy, I would. <laughs> if you got, to, I think we're at the point now, Al, where kind of people are so smart. They know that Sonny Gray is not a strikeout pitcher, and I guess it's a question of do you go another step further, and are you are you outsmarting yourself? You're like, well, he's throwing more sliders, which means more strikeouts, which means Sonny Gray is now a strikeout pitcher. And then you got like a month expiration date on that until everyone's got a new film on him and the analytics catch up to him and all the batters like, well, he throws a slider 43% of the time, so we're looking for the slide. So I don't know. I think all that means I would trade Sonny Gray right now. I don't think, you know, he hasn't done it before. I don't think you just add a new skill at this point in your career like that, that the rest of the league isn't going to catch up to. Well, all right. And you just, Nada, you just provide me with the perfect segue because I said I did want to preview tomorrow's show a little bit. I've got Alan Jager on from Jager Sports. And... I've been having this conversation with him actually over the course of a few years talking about sort of what makes something click for a pitcher. And we recently talked about Jason Vargas. I'm totally bought into Jason Vargas. And there's a case of somebody who's 34 who all, I mean, he's always had a pretty good changeup, but this year it's, it's got that little extra something and he's getting a ton of whiffs on it. And he's been I know he had a, kind of a, an iffy start against the Yankees recently, but he's been pretty consistently good. You know, now more than a quarter into the season, and I'll save the Vargas talk more in depth probably for tomorrow since he didn't pitch last night. But Mike Leake, I think you could just put him in the in the same bin 
He went eight innings against the Dodgers, gave up just one run, four hits, no walks, and five strikeouts. And, you know, Leak's not been striking out guys, as, as has been the case. But he's got a 191 ERA. And he's, I think there's been some luck in there. But he's when he is allowing fly balls, they're not going very far this year. I think that's been a big part of his his success. And there was a piece post-game about him in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch where he said, and I'm going to read the quote here, Nando, uh, I think there's definitely been thoughts, epiphany thoughts, that I'm good enough. That kind of thing. The stuff is good enough. There are times in this profession when you get down on your stuff. If you don't get the results you're looking for, uh, looking for that can eat at you. So, I mean, do you think, do you buy into the idea here that Mike Leake is a better pitcher because you know, maybe mentally uh, something has clicked for him? Yeah, well, the the thing I like about Leake that I, I'm not totally buying with Gray is that Leake was never a strikeout pitcher. So he's getting these numbers and he's not throwing up like 10 strikeouts a game. Five strikeouts in eight innings is a Mike Leake game. Uh, I don't think he's going to stay below three ERA on the year. But um, look, man, maybe Molina has something to do with it. This mental note is actually kind of interesting because I, I believe Leak was arrested for like lifting underpants at a store once. I thought it was t-shirts. Was it t-shirts? Well, maybe you know, maybe someone else yeah, is I doing mean- underpants. Maybe that was a football player. <laughs> Either way, the theme is shoplifting and and Mike Leak. And I think you know maybe that weighed on him a little. That's that's like a weirdly disgraceful thing that people make fun of you forever for. Um, you know, like, like I think people have forgot about it until just now. Well, <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Stop trying to defend the public. Well, I, you just voted for you, a I guy mean, who body slams someone, Al. Well, I mean, you know, it's a secret ballot. Well, you so took part in an election with a man who body slams someone. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe that has, um, maybe that was just like weighing on him. I don't know. He's had good ERAs before. He's a good pitcher. He's just. I, I like that he's not striking people out still because that's who Mike Leake is. So this is, you know, this is the, the sage wisdom here that uh, low, low strikeouts are good. DL stints are good. So it's, it's a, you know, the different, the different vantage point, Nando. It's that's, that's why you had me on Al. I'm sure <laughs> not for, it wasn't for Azer bait. It was just cause we're friends and you value this analysis. <laughs> There you go. By the way, he's going to be on the show in a uh, little over a week. I'm in. Mr. Razor. Yeah, come in for that Tried one. Tried to get him in for this one, but yeah, he's, he's a busy guy. He's in Florida. Uh, yes. He's right. got a he's got right. a phone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. No, I guess he's he's busy on the phone. I don't know. He's busy. He's busy <laughs> with stuff, but he'll be here. He'll be here before you know it. A uh, couple of scoreless outings. Luis Severino, eight scoreless innings against the Royals with seven strikeouts. Tyler Chatwood, you know, he's not been a strikeout pitcher, but he came up with uh, eight Ks against the Phillies, seven scoreless innings. Um, I don't know that there's much to say about Severino. I mean, he's good, right? Uh, you know, it's for me, it's Severino and Berrios. Or Berrios. I can't figure out which one I like more, and I think they're both top 15 pitchers when the dust settles this year, Al. So that's, you know, it's weird. Somebody asked me that question on Twitter. It's almost like maybe you asked and, and you had a, like a, an alias account or something. Well, I think the guy might ask us both at the same um, time. <laughs> or maybe that. Uh, but, you know, Chatwood, I, I don't think Chatwood is, is that good. And I certainly don't expect eight strikeouts, uh, you know, all the time. But it does make me think like right now, I think I mentioned earlier in the show, Tyler Anderson with a nice outing. 
Uh, yep, still a one-one game there against the Phillies, Rockies, and Phillies. But uh, you know, so Tyler Anderson's having kind of a weird but intriguing season. Um, Kyle Freelance uh, had some success. Uh, Antonio Sensatella, Herman Marquez. Uh, you know, kind of a no-name ro- rotation that, for the most part, has done really well. Do you buy into any of these guys? I kind of like I do. I do get pulled into Chatwood a lot, a lot more than any other pitcher. Um, but I, like, I don't know if you could just pull like a chat. What on the road? I just don't want to waste his. He's not John Gray, basically. There's, there's John Gray, and then there's then there's Tyler Chat with like a couple rungs below, and then there's everybody else. Um, so yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. I just try and stay away from Colorado pitchers on all of my teams outside of John Gray. But if it had to be someone, it would be Chatwood. Okay. Yeah, I I've got. Uh, I know. I I really got a thing for uh, Tyler Anderson. He, a lot of. A lot of whiffs, a lot of strikeouts. Well, we both like Tyler's, but, uh, so we got that that's, part. That's that's what really counts. Yeah. That's what really counts. Uh, Julio Tehran, finally a good start at home against the Pirates. He did give up three runs in six innings, but none of them were earned. Four hits, two walks, six Ks for Tehran. Uh, there was a story about him actually just spending some time on the mound at SunTrust Park just trying to acclimate himself and get used to it. I don't know if it worked, but... Good start for him. And then you mentioned Barrios, six and a third with three runs, uh, each on a solo home run. Uh, do you worry about the the fly ball tendencies, the fly ball stylings of Jose Barrios? A little bit. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I think he's just, he's a stud. I think he, I think he was really tipping his pitches last year. And uh, this year with a little more stability, a catcher, I, I just think he's going to be awesome. I mean, you give the three solo home runs, get, get him out of the system. And, uh, you know, Severino your way for the rest of the year. <laughs> and real quick, Nando, uh, Charlie Morton, good start there against the Tigers. I thought he'd get clobbered because he's not been doing well against righties this year. Uh, how do you like him? Do you like him on a weekly basis or just once in a while or, or not at all? I, you know, everyone was jumping on him in spring training. I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to it. So, I no, I think he's going to fall back into old habits. Yeah, well, it's it's been sort of mixed results for him, you know. Even with you know the velocity, that's got everybody excited, and yeah, it's hard hard to figure him out. So uh, we are going to move on to some of the standout hitters from Wednesday. Anthony Rizzo, kind of a mixed bag for him. Break him down, and uh, we're also going to talk about some starting pitcher prospects that you may want to stash and beat the rush to. So we will handle all of that after this break. Stick around. Welcome back, everybody. This is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and with me today, and I'm excited to have him here today for the whole show, <laughs> Nando DeFito. Such sincerity, Al. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Nando, I wish I wish every Thursday could be Nando Thursday. Al, what do you say? We this, just, this way it makes it worse. Let's just keep the Enya on for this entire segment. Just have it playing in the background, Jim. I mean... That'd be fine, except for the fact that I said I'm not working on a whole lot of sleep here. So, oh, I mean, right. you know, I think that's going to lead to snoring eventually. Good and again, call. That's, that's no reflection on you. It's it's a little bit of a reflection on Enya, I have to say. But well, I've got 24 minutes. Reflection on 24 minutes of Brad Hand left over in the tank. So, all right, that's good to know. We could run short here, <laughs> but uh, I think we got a pretty meaty topic here in, in uh, Anthony Rizzo, uh, who had a nice. 
Nice game on Wednesday against the Giants, a three-for-three, two-homer affair. In fact, it's really an understatement to say it's a nice game. But he said just 238. I think it's been kind of a disappointing season. And even though he's got 11 home runs now, you know, there's so many first basemen (laughs) that have been slugging (laughs) that, uh, (laughs) you know, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle, especially that low batting average. I mean, are, are you worried at all about Anthony Rizzo? No, in fact, I'm kind of if if you've got Anthony Rizzo and you're looking at Anthony Rizzo hitting 238 with 11 home runs by June 1st, um, whatever you get from that point on is going to be, you know, you're talking about possibly like a 320 hitter the rest of the season. So uh, it's the same. It's the same kind of for me as as Jonathan VR. Like, yeah, these guys are struggling, but when they come around, it's going to bring their average up to where it needs to be, and you're getting such good average from that point on that, yeah, not worried. Excited, Al. And, and that is sincere, genuine, genuine excitement. Yes, I, I, I and uh, glad, glad to be uh, teammates on on Team VR as well. Oh, he wasn't um, even in the notes. That was just off the top of my head. He wasn't. Yeah. That, that was free, totally freelancing. <laughs> this is in the notes. Steven Souza hit two home runs. I always mention guys that hit two home runs. Uh, he's up to seven now. His batting average is also not so hot at two fifty five, but he's walking a ton. And you know, Steven Souza never really, he's never hit for average, right? Not that I can remember. No, I don't think. I mean, he hasn't really. He doesn't have a long track record, to be fair. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I don't consider him an average. If he hits two sixty with you know twenty five home runs, that's a Steven Souza I'm looking for. Yeah, and he's well on pace to do that. Maybe even a little, a little better. You know who else homered only once, Nando? But you have the notes, so you you know who this is. Well, there are several, but I don't know who the next guy is. Adam, I'm going in order. All right, uh, Adam Frazier. <laughs> Adam Frazier. I love Adam Frazier. Yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah. I, you know, you know let, me put, let me put him to you against another guy lower in the notes, if you don't mind. If I could pull an Azer here. Uh, Adam Frazier or Lurie Garcia? I knew it. Um, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Long term, rest of the season, I'll take Lurie Garcia because I, I trust the playing time more. Uh, right now, I want Adam Frazier because he's playing. But, uh, you know, when Starling Marte comes back, who knows what right. happens with, with Adam Frazier. So, you know, pound for pound, game for game. I'd rather have Adam Frazier. Uh, you know, I had a great comp, too, before, and, and I, now I don't have it. So that does us absolutely no good. So rather than just compare, I'll describe. I mean, Frazier's hitting 370. He's he's an all-field hitter, a lot of line drives. So I expect him to hit 300 rest of the season. And he's got he's got some steals potential. So, you know, as does Lurie Garcia. But I trust Frazier more to hit for average and maybe with just a little bit more power. How about you? I, th- I think I know where you're going. Well, no, I think it's I think it's pretty much Frazier for average. Garcia, I think, has way more speed. And, I mean, right now, Lurie Garcia with the six home runs, uh, Frazier with two. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go Lurie Garcia for power, even though to me he's just a, a pure speed guy. Um, Adam Frazier That's to me the thing. is yeah. average and speed. Yeah, and and Frazier's not been an efficient base stealer, so it's more of a, the steals are more of a stretch for him than for Garcia for sure. And when I said you know more power from Frazier, he's not a big power guy. I just don't know where these six home runs have come from for Lurie Garcia. He's never been a power hitter, and he's hitting tons of ground balls this year. So I don't I don't really trust that part of his game. So yeah, I think both guys will give you some batting average, and I think uh, Garcia. Yeah, he, if you're looking for steals, he's definitely going to be the better guy. And like I said, I think he's got more shelf life than Frazier. True. So, yeah, rest of the season, definitely Lurie Garcia. 
Um, Mike Napoli has kind of snuck up on me. I don't know about anybody else. He he and Frazier were both preseason uh, sleepers for me. But uh, Napoli got off to a really slow start, but now he's up to 11 home runs. He went two for four at the Red Sox. And now in May, even though his overall average is still below 200, he's hitting 260 for the month, which is pretty you know Napoli-esque. And he's got eight home runs this month. So where where does he fit in with all these slugging first basemen? I mean, I talked about Anthony Rizzo almost sort of getting lost in the crowd. I mean, is there room for Mike Napoli in like a, a 12-team mixed? Oh, yeah, I definitely think there is. It's just uh, you're going to have to worry all the time that Napoli, you know, a little bit older, probably going to get hurt at some point, miss 20 games, um, but still probably pop 28-ish home runs, maybe 35 if, if he managed to stay healthier. Um that's a, I like him. I mean, you're going to put up with any kind of average. Like, he'd be from 230 to 265. Um, that's a great unknown. But you can definitely depend on the power yeah. as long as he's playing. Yeah, we're seeing it now. I mean, it didn't look like it was going to be there in April, but you know, that's why you don't, you don't snap to judgments after, after just a month. That's so right. We've only seen that power. Uh, Kevin Pillar, what's going on here? Seven home runs hit his seventh on Wednesday at Milwaukee. So he's hitting 303, which is not totally crazy for Kevin Pillar. He's got the steals. He's got seven of those. But, I mean, are you buying this kind of across-the-board type uh, production from Pillar? Or is this also just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just a hot streak that's going to eventually, you know, go away at some point? No, I always had him, I always had him pegged as a 2020-type guy. Um, you know, topping out maybe right around 20 for each of those categories. Uh, you know, a little more wary of the power than the speed. But yeah, I think I think Pilar's for real. I think it's I think it's a legitimate thing here. Do you do you not know? Wow. Ah, uh, I mean, you know, he's he is showing more power, not just in the results, but I mean, in, in terms of hitting balls farther and harder. Um, I, I don't I don't trust it because it's you know we've seen. I'm kind of taking the other side of this now, where with Mike Leake, I'm saying, well, you know, maybe there's something new, and yet with Kevin Pilar. Uh, maybe he just needs to come out in the papers and say he's had a, an epiphany or something because, uh, you know, my impression is just sort of, well, we know who he is and, and this isn't it. Well, if you go through his minor leagues, I mean, he's had a f- like a couple double digit seasons in there. I guess he's still only 28, 29 years old, 28. Um, he's, he's, I don't know. He's had a 40 doubles season before, which used to be that indicator of a uh, indicator. <laughs> Right, indicators. How you say that yeah. word? Yeah, uh, it used to be indicative. <laughs> Put the Enya back on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, which used to be like, oh, he hit 40 doubles. Like that's the mark where you know, like if he had 40 doubles and 12 home runs in the minor leagues, you're like, oh, you know that that seems like next season could be 35 and 15, and you start to see those doubles turn into home runs. You don't hear that as much anymore, but I, I think you can still kind of take that and maybe reverse engineer it to Pilar's power surge. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe I need to give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt. Then, um, yeah, I haven't have not really gone out and, and pursued him at all. Uh, didn't do that either with Jed Lowry, and uh, oh, we have a history. Not with only him. had a nice, we do, we do. Well, we'll get to that history. Uh, but the more recent history last night, four for four against the Marlins with a couple of doubles, and uh, he's got six home runs to go with now fourteen doubles. So he and, and Devin Travis are. Is having some kind of doubles contest lately. Um, That'd be awesome if that was the case. But yeah, that turned out to be true. <laughs> be a little bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so our, our history with Lowry, uh, we, we invented a very you know, sophisticated stat, the, the LIA, which you reminded me of earlier today. I completely forgot about this. <laughs> it was the LIA. The Lowry, the, the LIA, the LIA, the Lowry injury adjustment. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been, you know, banged up. It seems like some part of every season, but when he is healthy, this is the thing. This is why I'm kind of kicking myself because I mean, when he's been healthy, this is a guy who hits for some power and yeah. for average and, yeah. he, and he is doing both. And and then everyone sits here, and, you know, just right around now, this time of the year. And they're like, wow, man, slept on Jed Lowry. This could be the season that he's healthy. And then he's not. And you're stuck with a guy in your DL <laughs> or on the bench who's, you know, who's just costing you time and, 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 and spots basically. Yeah, but uh, I mean, would you would you pursue him? In, in spite of that, would you pursue him in? I don't know what type of format. No, I, mean, I it, think you know, obviously, like a, I don't think you yeah. can separate the two. Al, we we came up with Leah in twenty twelve or thirteen, four I to five right. years ago, yeah. and it's this is a thing that persists every year with him. Like it's crazy. Like every single year with him. Um. So I, yeah, I I don't think you can take that out of the equation at this point. I hate to be that guy. I hate to be the he's always injured guy. But this is like this is very objective. Jed Lowry's always injured, and Al and I created a term for it. Well, and actually, HR talked to us about it because <laughs> it wasn't HR, was it? <laughs> no, it was. I think it was one of the producers. All right, they thought we were talking about a woman named Leah. In fact, I'm pretty sure I remember which one. But I want to name names no. <laughs> without being totally sure. But uh, but uh, it was it was definitely one of the producers who yeah kind of cautioned us about. Watch out what you say about you that know, Leah girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was such a sweet gesture. It the, was. It was very, you know, very concerned. The point that we made very, uh, an acronym is I, I think you can't separate that from the Jed Lowry. And if you want to take that shot that he's going to hit 30 home runs and play 150 games, that's cool. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Now, I think you make a good point. If you go to the trouble of inventing an acronym for something, you, you have to take it seriously. Exactly. For sure. Uh, let's work up an acronym for Sam Travis. He made his major league debut on Wednesday and went two for four against the Rangers. Uh, now that was with Martin Perez, the lefty starting. So I would guess that'd be the platoon role for uh, Sam Travis. Any interest there as we head to the break? No, batting average went down as he went up in levels. A little bit of interest, but not like the Gaga stuff that other people are doing. All right. Well, we're going to go Gaga over prospects, 50 prospects. Who to stash? Who to not stash? Uh, stick around. We'll see which is which. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Fan Rag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And with me, has been with me for the whole show, and is here for the final segment, Nando DeFino. Yeah. So, Nando, you know... You know what time it is, Nando? I don't know if you have a clever name for this, so I don't want to step on your toes with it. No, nothing clever at all. It's, no. it's Jeff Samarja update time. Oh, <laughs> all right, cool. I'm going off, going off script. He still hasn't walked a guy this month. That's amazing. He is now up. Yeah, he is now up to 144 straight batters without a walk. How much he of that do you ascribe batter. to Dave Rigetti? I'm sorry. Uh, would seem to think, I mean, I, I really know I've not really read anything about this, but I mean, it just seems like, you know, he would have had to have played a role. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess there's no way of avoiding that. But, uh, 
Yeah, but it's, it's an incredible streak. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as promised before the break, we are going to focus on prospects, pitching prospects. Got a question on Twitter from at Owen Aldo, uh, your next fan rap podcast. That's this one, by the way. Can you talk about minor leagues SPs to stash? It's call-up season. Uh, Shy Sox would call up uh, Ronaldo Lopez. I must call him Rodrigo. Uh, good numbers in AAA. Well, I like how your uh, so you know I, your Shy Sox pronunciation yeah. was very close to a German swear word. But we can oh, continue so on. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it's all those years of uh, high school and college German, I guess, uh, the kind of leaking out there. <laughs> uh, so you you said you want to talk about Giolito. I want to give you as much time as we have to do that, which is really not a whole lot. But let, so let me just throw out ten names that you can all you know dissect in like two seconds apiece. Uh, so there's Ronaldo Lopez, you know, who is putting up very nice numbers, uh, you know, also in the White Sox system, and also Carson Fulmer. So you got three uh, prospects there who all seem pretty close to coming up. With the Rays, you've got Brent Honeywell and Jose De Leon. You've got Andrew Moore, who could be up in the next few weeks with the Mariners having a really nice uh, season in AAA. David Paulino, you like him, right? Love David Paulino. Remember correctly? Yes. Love David Paulino. Okay. For, also from the Astros, Francis Martez, Brandon Woodruff in the uh, Brewer system. Uh, I'm not even including Josh Hader, who's having a rough go. Luke Weaver and, and Tyler Beatty. So excluding Giolito from that list, that's still 10 guys. Anybody there that uh, stands out as somebody that is a mustache? Jose De Leon. And not, you know, a must. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I stepped on your pun. Go, Al. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta be quiet for the rest. I, of the I, show. I've used it a hundred times, so that's, it's all good. It'd be honored to have it be Jose De Leon. Yeah, Jose De Leon. <laughs> I think David Paulino. I mean, because no one really knows who he is. He's not on any radars. You don't have to stash him, but I would, I would advise you do if you have that spot. Um, that's honestly, that's about it. Those are the only two that I really love on this list. Ronaldo Lopez, I like a lot, but I think he's kind of on radars already. Uh, but De Leon and, and Paulino yeah. are are nasty. Yeah, and I and he doesn't have the same kind of nasty uh, quotient, but but Andrew Moore definitely has the opportunity to come up, and he's having a really nice year. Uh, I, and he, I think he's definitely not on radars. He could be a PCL. Like he was great, 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 and then he goes to Tacoma, and he's been getting hit a little bit more. So I'm guessing that's a PCL inflation thing that he's adjusting to, and then he'll be fine in Seattle. Yeah, I'm guessing. All right. Well. Yeah, I think so, too. So not much time left. So Lucas Giolito, uh, I know you wanted to talk about him. What what, what do you got on him? Um, his mom was an actress uh, in a bunch of movies, and I, I totally blanked on which one I was now. Oh, yeah, well, he's an L.A. guy, so that, that yeah, <laughs> that's all. No, Al, I honestly just want to bring him up. I wanted your opinion. <laughs> she was someone's sister in some movie, and I can't remember it now. But I really wanted your opinion on Lucas Giolito. I thought he was going to be amazing, and this is the second year in a row where we're sitting here in June and we're like, what's happened to Lucas Giolito? So, in the next 20 seconds, could you explain your thoughts on the, the ring? She was in the ring. Thank you. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, I thought not. He's almost sort of post hype. Um, so, no, I, I think, you know, it's a, he's a little risky. 